Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. Welcome to the fastest 25 minutes in internet history. (laughs) Really doubt that that's true. There's so many wrong things I could say. Anyways, got a tip for us? I certainly do. Wedding Tip Wednesday is available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page. Go there every Wednesday and you'll see posted a Wedding Tip Wednesday. Today's Wedding Tip Wednesday is... Ask your photographer whether those pictures are real from a real wedding or are they from a styled shoot. What yeah. is a style shoot, you may ask? Well, before we get into style shoot, not just your photographer, but any portfolio that you're looking through. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah, because if I'm looking at, I don't know, a really beautiful location that you've done all this amazing lighting for and I have all of this great photos of, I may say, whose wedding did you do this for? And if you say, oh, I did it for a styled shoot, which is a fake wedding. Yes. It's basically what it is. It allows a lot of vendors to show off things that they wanted to show off. Display their work. Display their work. So if you wanted to show off like all of your different ranges of color, how a room can be, that's the best opportunity to do it because sometimes you can't be in the in the wedding and changing and change all, their all colors, the colors. Yes, and taking a photo of it and getting that to work. So typically a whole group of wedding vendors will come together and they'll put together a styled shoot. Now, having done a bunch of them, I'll tell you that nothing's done in order. Oh. And you have a lot more time. You also have a lot more time to do things that you probably wouldn't do with a real couple because you wouldn't have that time frame. Right, now, full disclosure, I've never done a styled shoot the way you're talking about. I've done a styled shoot so we can display the lighting, like okay. you said. But all we've done is just the lighting. You were talking about a full wedding from ceremony to yep. end. Correct. From dancing, um, sometimes a venue will do it because they want to have fresh photographs for their marketing material. Right. Um, like I said, sometimes vendors who are just starting out, it's a great way to build a portfolio. But once again, you're playing with a different type of um, dynamic when it's not real. It's not somebody's emotion. So why is that important for a client when they've seen that to know the difference? The reason why I think it's important is because it's depending what you're hiring that person for. So if someone's looking at a portfolio of mine and asks me, is this a styled shoot, which I will always be, I think I... I don't even let them ask me. I think I tell them this was a styled shoot. Um, If I had not done a whole bunch of weddings, it may not mean that I actually know how to make everything work and go. I've had 24 hours for, you know, or longer to put this together. Right. On that day, you know, we might wait for the most perfect day. Gotcha. We're setting up lighting. Yeah. Lighting. Yes. Yes. Lighting's perfect. Yeah. We're waiting for that like sweet little boat and swans to go past the the lake because that's our backdrop. It's a great way to show off a location and it's an amazing place for me to say, I want to do something that I haven't been able to do before. Okay. But in the process of being able to do something I've not done before, I should be honest that I, you know, on wedding day, there's a whole bunch of other things going on. There's a whole bunch of other factors to consider, which is like actual real emotion, actual money that's being spent on something. Right. This is just a styled shoot to sometimes build portfolios. Um, Also, lots of people will submit them to blogs and magazines hoping that they're being picked up. But it's still a styled shoot. It's not a real... 
you don't you didn't just spend a year with these people and yeah. have all of the ups and downs and emotions and the dress didn't fit and the dress did fit a lot of those styled shoots the dresses fit really well or they're clipped in the back they're models then they're models that would do them so mm-hmm. it would be a perfect model it could be a perfect model <laughs> it's someone who's going to stand there and let them take you know 45 shots of, the of same. one angle yes and then go to something else gotcha because um, so- it's who would do a style shoot? What types of vendors do style shoots? Well, there are a lot of photographers who do them because, like I said, they want to build a portfolio. Okay. There's a lot of planners. I mean, I've I've done them. Okay. And I've done them for our venues. Okay. And so it, the venue would do one? The venue yeah. can do one. Because sometimes, you know, I may look at a venue differently than like the way that you look at it uh, or a couple yes. may look at it and yeah. I may think like this would be a beautiful place to have a ceremony and if I have that conversation with the venue they may say like that's amazing but we can't get that idea across to the couple okay so then they'll want us to do it okay and that's there's no harm in that no, no, no but no. if you don't know which one is which you may assume that this person has created this gorgeous wedding but it's not a real one. They still created something gorgeous. Right. But you have to know they're just a different type of... Um, it really is a promotional tool. It is a promotional tool. The other difference in that being a promotional tool is the simple fact that if there were cut corners. So, you know, maybe the florist just picked up flowers out of their own yard which is not necessarily like seasonable, uh, seasonal or something that they had in stock. And there's no harm in that. But if they've created this beautiful centerpiece, but they're not really a florist, let's say if you're working with like somebody who's trying to do like a style shoot on a budget because okay. they're trying to build their portfolio, you don't know if those are all real vendors gotcha. or it did, you know, does mom happen to be a great florist, florist like in her <laughs> yeah. own yard yeah. and gardening. So it can be a little misleading okay. if someone thinks that this is a real wedding. Okay. There's no harm, like I said, in saying like this is a promotional thing. I'm very upfront about it. I think I even use like the hashtag like styled shoot. I try to. Yeah. Um, I try to really, you know, like when we did one with our horse farm, it was a lot of outtakes where the horse was like, I'm uh, not doing this. Uh, yes. Yes. And in the same thing when we've done our goat farm. I mean, the goats were actually pretty excited because they were like, let's eat whatever <laughs> you have in your hand. But once again, you know, when the, we've had weddings at the goat farm after, I've always said like, oh, this was a styled shoot. So, like, if the goat sits on you, like, you do have to realize, like, you could get dirty. The goat could try to eat your flowers. Like, there's real life things. Right. So, uh, photographer, video, planner would do it. Hair? Hair Hair and and makeup. makeup, Sometimes what they'll do is just do a really simple styled shoot where they're just doing hair and makeup and maybe getting them into a dress or something along those lines. Once again, to show off their skill set. Right. One of the things to also think about is that when you're looking at like a styled shoot, and I believe Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations talked about this when she mentioned the things I hate, which are the chair covers. Like this is somebody who has taken time to put a chair cover on a chair, pin this bow to the perfect back, make sure everything's beautiful, put the flower where it needs to be, it's never being sat on. It's never being anything else. So it's an yeah. unrealistic concept of how that space can be used or in the time frame. Right. Because if you wanted something like that, I don't think you'd like the price tag, what it would cost <laughs> to have someone go around and make sure that each chair cover is perfect. Right. So that's why sometimes when you're looking at something, you have to ask those questions because you have to understand, is it something that's even feasible to do in, in a your day, time in, period, in your time frame and right. for what you're willing to pay? pay. Yes. 
Gotcha, gotcha. So like when she hangs all the draping and stuff off of the ceiling, I mean, that's it a huge time. investment of her time. Yeah, And you does. may not like the... The price, the price for that, that comes with it. Yes. But if you want that picture or that shot, mm-hmm. then you have to pay for it because it's not going to be cheap. Nope, it's not going to be cheap. So then a florist would definitely do a styled shoot. They do. I mean, I think a lot of florists, um, first of all, when they're doing a styled shoot, depending, um, some places will pay to have a styled shoot done. So that mm-hmm. should be your other question. Was this a thing that they were paid for or did they do this in trade? Um, and that's sort of your own just sort of moral question of, of how you feel about it. Florists, that's a lot of stuff and product that they have to bring. True. And so you may not see, you know, a full room setup. So you might be getting like a shot yeah. of a room, like just a centerpiece and maybe just a bouquet, but you don't actually know how that centerpiece would look throughout the entire room. Gotcha. So that's why saying, like, I think you should always ask to see a wedding from start to finish. And they can, as a vendor, you can still pick what photos you like the best if you want to showcase it. But you should be able to see lots of yep. parts of the wedding because then it shows you as a photographer, their style yes. of shooting all the way as a florist. If you did an arch or some yes. sort of ceremonial thing all the way through, you get to see all of the details right? and you may yep. not like all of the details right. or you may, but, but it's there. And do magazines do some of these brides magazines do style shoots do. as well? They, just for the magazine, just for the magazine. Yeah. Some blogs will do it. You know, yeah. like if a holiday is coming, they'll say, Hey, you know, they'll put out a, thing like who's doing a shoot that could be in this themed right and you know for vendors sometimes it's just fun to do something different right it right. can be exciting right um i think for a while any of us would have loved to do anything that doesn't involve like a mason jar and baby's breath <laughs> and and it might not be the way that you want to show off your space right if every wedding that you've had there pretty much looks the same i have a bone to pick with with some bridal magazines and this kind of off the topic a little bit, but in bridal magazines, you never see the reception, dancing, and events. No, in, because in, it's a hard, it's a hard shot to get that looks perfect and good. So they don't include it at all in the magazines. A lot of them don't. I, I can't find one that does. So what I did was on my blog, I do real weddings, and I ask photographers for the pictures, mm-hmm. and I include I from I the ceremony right. right through to the dancing at the very end of night. I don't include, you know, 100 pictures, but maybe within 20 or 30 pictures, they see some dancing. Because I think brides and grooms have this full sense of what a wedding is. And it's the perfection of having the chair covers. Mm -hmm. It's the perfection of having the perfect food or the perfect... um, Cocktail napkins. Exactly. When really, the the biggest portion of the, the reception is the reception where people are drinking, eating, and having fun. And that's rarely shown. Well, you don't actually typically want a photo of somebody shoving food in their mouth. But you can (laughs) highlight it in other ways. Yes, but the other thing is, so that's a really great thing to do too, is if you do see those photos and everybody still looks a little too perfect and neat, it's probably not real. Yeah. You know, at the end of the night, like your hair is going to have shifted a little, your veil is out and jacket is off. And there's, you know, these types of things... A lot of times I think the reasons magazines don't take them is because it's not like the perfect shoot, like the perfect shot, I mean. Right. And it's not what they're trying to sell in their magazines anyway. Correct. Like I have weddings that I did when I had first started out that, you know, if those photos resurfaced, I would probably be embarrassed. Only because it, you know, wasn't my style. It wasn't my location. And I at that point in time was willing to do weddings like that. And it served the purpose for the moment to move you to the next level. Correct. 
And I worked my way through it. But this is where sometimes we'll see online, because um, we all, at least us wedding professionals, we're part of many groups where people are trying to do it. And some people are very honest and say, like, we're doing this styled shoot sort of as trade. Um, some of them will do it and make vendors pay to take part in it. Oh, and okay. so I feel a little differently about that okay. one. That's just me. Or they're doing so many of them so it looks like they're a busier vendor than they really are. Ah. So this is why, you know, I just think that there's a, a, an honesty level of saying this was a style shoot, this was not a style shoot. Or being very careful about how that information is being um, perceived. Because if you think you're getting a really busy photographer, but it just turns out that they've been busy doing all tons of shoots. Right. So it's important to know. What- and it's really your preference. Yes. But I just feel like it's one of those like, have the conversation. And if you know up front about it, then you can make a, a, an educated decision. Yes. And if you notice, like if everything is exactly the same, you know, every photographer has their own styles and has their own moodiness or colors that they take <laughs> or however their right. edginess That's is. That's their style. That's their style. So it is a great way to see it. But you also have to see couples in real life action like you're not gonna most real weddings i don't have like brides climb into trees <laughs> right <laughs> for a really cool shot or or sit next to a a, a they, giraffe or a, a lion no that, don't do that either <laughs> but they do sit next to our goats and you know when we did our horse shoot their horse liked some people and the horse did not like, like some other people absolutely. and was just like i'm not doing this absolutely well thank you for that great information i, I didn't know too much about style shoots and uh, you educated me i hope you educated uh, our listeners too absolutely be engaged and inspired we'll be right back thank you for making Barabalt jewelers your wedding jewelry destination from your engagement to wedding day we've got you covered with engagement rings wedding bands and wedding party gift ideas we welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store Barabalt jewelers in glastonbury connecticut follow us on instagram and facebook or at barabaltjewelers.com hi i'm al mashioki this is chrissy beef hey it's lauren from julie allen Bridal. hi i'm dave noonan from modern photographs this is Marty Q. This is wedding celebrant and officiant Mary Covey. Hi, I'm Mary Carlson from MJ Decoration. And I listen to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. And I love listening to DJ Sam and Kia. And I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen, listen and, and download, download on, on iTunes, iTunes or Google, Google Podcast. And you should too. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. Live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized, and unforgettable, your choice has to be Atmosphere Production. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com. That www.atmosphere-productions.com. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booth. Atmosphere Productions. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. (laughs) Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. 
A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired. I'm Kia and I'm here with... DJ Sam. Okay, so we're going to talk about it. Um, you know what? I've been having a huge problem lately with facilities not feeding us vendors. Well, I I more care about when they feed you than what they feed you. <laughs> though I do think you should be fed accordingly and I from what's being on the menu. Especially photographers. They've been there all day. Our planners have been there all day, too. Yeah. Well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> But the question does come up a lot when uh, I'm sitting and having a details meeting with a the venue. They'll say like, oh, yes, yes, yes. We'll, you know, we'll feed the vendors. We'll feed them here. We'll put their, their table usually not um, in the room, which I'm okay with. I don't necessarily want to be in the room. Sometimes, yeah. But I want to be close to the room. Yes. I have been once brought to a weird basement room, which mm. I don't want to be oh, in. Oh, yes. Because if something goes wrong, I can't leave my meal. Yeah. Some venues will feed you sandwiches. Some venues will feed you something from the day before. While I would think it's appropriate, considering how much you're paying as a couple, I think it's important to say, what is this person being fed? Yes. Ask the question. Ask the question. Because you're going to be paying somewhere between about a half of what you'd pay for your guest or maybe three quarters of what you paid for the guest. Yes. And don't fall for, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. We'll take care of the vendors. Yes. So I had a wedding once where um, the vendor cost was $75 per plate. And one of my staff does not eat meat, chicken, it only eats uh, fish. That's not a Presbyterian. That's something religious. It's a I don't know what what it's called. So they handed her a Caesar salad. Okay. And while the meal had had salmon in it and they said no we we're not allowed to have any of that salmon and i said well she doesn't eat the beef that you just brought us beef which was clearly not on the menu and a little bit different and i said i'm not comfortable with my staff for one of the reasons having my client just pay 75 dollars for a caesar salad so they finally went and got one sort of once we made a little bit of a stink we weren't really trying to make a big stink i was just sort of saying hey let's take this into consideration and this is why i say please know what you're actually paying for, for because it is part of your budget. Absolutely. If you've got a band and you've got seven members that you're paying for, do you want to know it's something that they're going to eat? Yes. And then the question comes, when do you eat? Let me go back to okay. the, the, the price issue uh, there. If you're paying per meal, make sure that you're getting the value of that. Yes. Do not, I have to say this uh, nicely, because there are some venues that, that will do this. They will substitute the half a meal or because you because us vendors i guess i got to back up we don't typically get the salad the bread and mm-hmm. everything we just get the meal which is like the main meal yeah don't have them substitute a sandwich or something else many uh venues might do this yeah a ham sandwich is not the same thing as, as a, a piece of chicken or a piece of beef or right absolutely and and your vendors will notice it mm-hmm. and i have mentioned it to uh, my client because i felt like they were getting ripped off yes that they were paying for a meal but we were getting uh, a, sandwich. a sandwich and chips now, now how do we know that because typically we've been there the bride well the bride and groom or the couple have asked us what would you like mm-hmm. to eat at the wedding and on my planner i write down my meal yes so that when i get to the facility uh, because we plan these things so far in advance i remember what i order because each each meal is different so if i see on my sheet that it says a uh, prime rib or shrimp and then the facility is bringing over a cheese sandwich 
I know somebody's getting ripped off. And it's it's the clients getting ripped off. Yes. And the honest point of it is that we are there with you all day. We're not expecting to have, no. you know, a three, four or five course meal. Though no. I have been at venues where they do that and we're always shocked uh, yeah. when that yeah. happens because we're like, are we allowed to touch <laughs> this plate? Like, wait, what, what's happening? But it is a value of what you're paying for. And so, like I said, was not okay with my clients paying $75 for a tiny bowl, which was a Caesar salad. Mm-hmm. And the croutons, they were good, but they were not that good. Not that good. And that's the question where you have to say, like, okay, are they taking this into consideration? Now, I've had venues who say, well, you know, our first thing is for the guests. So if we run out of something, your vendors are not going to get what your guests are getting. And that always worries me because what happens if they run out of it and then they run out of whatever their like substitute would be for your guests? Or if a waitstaff drops a tray. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me that you didn't plan to have those eight or ten extra meals? You only budgeted as the chef for the exact amount of people that are coming to the wedding reception. And no one's had a dietary change at all in their life in that week. Right. So understand when a facility says these things, there's probably a reason behind it that is to do with the backstaff and has nothing to do with the vendor. Yep. And one of the things is accidents happen. Things have to change. I've been at a wedding where something did. Somebody put a tray into an oven because we were at an outdoor facility and an oven had been brought in. And the thing that held the tray in collapsed and it broke. And, and then it became a question of how do we make sure all the guests are fed? But the difference is, is that they came and they told the ven- vendors saying, this yeah. looks like these are going to be your meal selections because of this accident. Exactly. And of course, everybody was like, absolutely, please take Whatever. care of the guests. Absolutely. Then, like I said, the bigger question comes to when you're being fed. Right. As a vendor, I would prefer to be fed when the couple at the head table are fed. Now, as having been a person who's been at a venue, you're not as important as the couple in the family, so you should not be fed. Absolutely. And I say is... I need to be ready after the couple are finished eating if they suddenly decide that, hey, I want to start dancing or I need to do a parent dance or I need to do something that I am there and ready. I should not be fed at the end of the meal after all the guests have been fed and then you're waiting for me to finish eating and start the party. Mm -hmm. Or you get to take one bite and then you have to do something. Absolutely. But then the flip side of that is why should you finish eating when you're getting paid to get the party going? Well, (laughs) there's there's both sides of the coin. And, And I say, I eat before I go. So if I don't get fed, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But yes, of course, I'd love to have something to eat in order to keep me going. Many, many times I've been told, oh, your meal is ready. And I see the bride and groom or the couple coming towards me because they, okay, let's get this party started. Because they're done. They've been done for 15 minutes. We're done. We've said hi to everybody. And I want to hear my favorite song. I am not under any circumstance going to say, no, wait, I've got to go and eat for 20 minutes. Not going to happen. No. And one of the things is we're not asking as vendors to be fed like right when the bride and groom are being fed. I always say feed the bride and groom, you know, feed the couple, whoever it is, feed their parents, feed those like three or four VIP tables. But once you've sort of hit into like seven table, (laughs) seven, eight, nine and into double digits, there should be no reason why in that moment you couldn't go and put out a plate of food there's a great catering company that i work with they typically have these little cute little um boxes and they'll ask you if you want a hot or a cold one and they hand it to you 
basically at the same time, like right as appetizers are going out, they'll come to the DJ table and they'll put the box down for you and they'll say, here you go. It's a cold one. That's nice. Because I know that you're a DJ and you may not, you know, but if you want it like a hot app, let me know. Right. There are facilities and I'm going to do the flip side without mentioning any facilities that recommend our service that do just this. When the the head table is served or right in the middle of the meals being served, that's when the vendors Mm -hmm. get their meal and not at the very end. Remember, at the very end of meal service is really the worst time to have your vendors be served. And I really appreciate those facilities that really take care of the vendors and understand the reason is we're not trying to force you or, or try to force the, the venue to feed us uh, before the head table or anything because we just want to eat. The fact is, is that I'm working and if I have to skip the meal, fine. But if not, and I can eat when the bride and groom or the couple are eating, that's even better. But if they're being paid for, you should get a chance to eat the if, meal because then it's just a waste. If they're getting paid for that, that's the key question that's the key there. thing. And honestly, at the end of the day, I know my day starts probably the same time as the couple gets up or at least one half of the couple gets up depending <laughs> and i don't get home until one or two in the morning most most wedding yeah. days long day um long days and i know to stop and get myself food and i know how mm-hmm. to do all these things and yes i will try an appetizer for one typically because i'm trying to make sure that you got all of the appetizers that you ordered good point that's just my mental part of it yep. i also like to make sure just like i have them come to you and a lot of venues do do this but sometimes we say hey like couples ready for their tray of appetizers I want to make sure you're getting everything and getting everything that you've paid for because that's what was promised to you beforehand. Exactly. And your vendors have been promised a meal. Your photographer has been with you probably around the same amount of hours that your planner has been. And just because, Sam, you have not been there all day does not mean that you've not been planning all day for this. No. You loaded up your scary van. You, you know... (laughs) You have everything ready to go. You arrived early. You've been loading things in. You're not walking in saying, where's my meal? No, 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 no. It's the photographers and the video Video, that I really feel for, especially when they've been there since the morning doing Mm -hmm. pictures of the hair and the styling, and they have to go to the groom's side. And then- they don't get fed. No. I, and you've paid for it. I know. I or they don't get to enjoy what you've paid for either, which is, is sad. Yeah. And and one of the things I always say is like, let's say who needs to be ready first. It's always entertainment. It's always photographers and videographers. And I say, if you want to split my staff up, so you feed one of yes. my planners, you feed yes. another one, so yes. that we're able to still continue to serve or circulate in the room. Yes. I understand that it can be difficult and you want to make sure that all the guests are being treated well, but we're technically the couple's guest vendor slash friend working person too. (laughs) So it's a really hard dynamic, but I think honestly that as a couple, if you walk in and you say, okay, these are my vendors, please explain to me what this $45 a head includes. Right. Okay. I would like these people to be fed because when I'm done, I want my photographer to be able to step outside with me to do a sunset photo. Right. So they need to they be They need fed. to be ready. Yep. They need to be ready to go. I know that as soon as my dad is done eating, he would like to do the father-daughter dance because it's driving him nervous. So I want to be able to go. So when will my yep. DJ be fed? And photographer and- uh, All of that it, stuff. They all need to be fed at the same time. And it's a logistical thing that a lot of times people just assume that the venue will take care of and they will 
but it's a question of how will they take care of it. And that is a key point. Don't assume that the venue is going to take care of the vendors. Mm -hmm. Make sure you are specific because there have been times where uh, the couple didn't even realize that we weren't being fed Mm -hmm. because they had never made arrangements with the venue to have the vendors fed. So if you are getting married, I'm going to be very bold with this statement, make sure that the people that are working for you are fed because as you say happy wife happy life (laughs) (laughs) happy vendor great pictures great video Mm -hmm. great music yeah it is you know you have paid for their service but think about it in the other way too that you have paid the venue to feed them so make sure your money's not going to waste because you are being taxed on those meals you are paying gratuity on those meals. That's right. You are, if there's any additional service fees, while it may not be as expensive as the normal meal, but we're basically the cost of a children's meal. Yeah. And, and you're still being charged. You're still being charged for it. So you might as well get the best out of it. Okay. Well, I think we've ranted and raved about this enough. And clearly it must be like closer to lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so remember, you can download us for free off of iTunes or Google Play. If you have any questions or topics you want us to cover, send us an email to engagect at gmail.com. And Sam and I will be back uh, next week. Yes, we will. We'll see you then. No, they'll listen to us then. (laughs) The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com. Produced and copyrighted by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engaged Connecticut.